dispatches from Planet Funk. It's the Aced Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out by profiting from the soul. Without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul, you know what I'm saying? That is correct. This is Ace Allen, a.k.a. Barack Wayne. Brought to you by the letter P. Boom. Sponsored by P-E-T-E. People <laughs> for the ethical treatment of ear holes. And a Funkinaut fam affiliated, we be. Because funk is spelled fun with a K. That's why it's pronounced funk right, right, Jay? That's right. Now, we just got done doing our second episode. We're rolling now. Now we got a show. It wasn't a fluke. I didn't quit. I came back. We're here in uh, California doing another show. We just talked to, from Detroit, Amuka Kelly, also known as Sheila Brody. And, and she was known as Sheila Horn when she was a bride of Funkenstein. That's right. We just spoke on the phone for over an hour with an actual bride of Funk and Stein. She told us all about working with George Clinton, with Bootsy Collins, with Ron Dunbar, with Chuck D, uh, having hit songs in Italy. And we especially focused on the album um, Never Buy Texas from a Cowboy, which is a 1979 Brides of Funkenstein album. So let me tell you, uh, for those who are uninitiated, you got Funkadelic, you got uh, Parliament, right? Those are the main two first groups started by George Clinton and all those people. Funkadelic's more of the rock and roll uh, style. Uh, Parliament's more of the R&B style. Then you got uh, Bootsy's Rubber Band. That came out also. And that's a whole thing. Then you got solo albums like Eddie Hazel's solo album, Bernie Worrell's solo album. You even got Horny Horns album. You got some of those, right, Jay? Oh, yeah, big time. You got albums from Jerome Braley, the drummer. Rick Dick. And not one, but two, they would call them girl groups back in the day. These days, we call them female, female-led groups. Uh, two of them, there was Parlay, and they had three albums. And actually, Brother P and I like to play one of those songs, Huff and Puff, in Soundchecks. Uh, but they also had Brides of Funkenstein. Brides of Funkenstein was a group uh, produced by George Clinton and uh, Dunbar. It was also featured uh, musicians like Bernie Worrell, Bootsy, Rodney Skeet Collins, Gary Scheider, Michael Hampton, Blackbird McKnight, Eddie Hazel. On the drums, Dennis Chambers. On the vocals, Ray Davis. Bow, wow, wow, you be yo, you be yay. And um, they did that song in 1979. I mean, they did that album, excuse me, in 1979. The album was actually chosen, just so you know, it's not no small potatoes, for um, Rolling Stone's 50 Coolest Albums in 2001. And they also won an R&B award for that album. And we focus on that a lot, as well as other things. Um, Jay, we had a crazy conversation with her. Um, she was at her mom's house. She was speaking on her mom's landline. She was singing while we were playing songs instead of just listening. She was singing to it. Feeling she was getting it. down. She was talking about what she wanted to talk about. Um, Amuka Kelly is featured in the most recent um, season of Tales from the Tour Bus, the Mike Judge show on Cinemax. And you can see that show. Um, it has James Brown, Bootsy. The Bootsy Collins episode is phenomenal. Uh, the time, Morris Day. There's a Morris Day episode. There's even a Betty Davis episode, a Rick James Rick two-parter. James, yes. And the first, uh, the first episode was about George Clinton. Was about P Funk. 
and our guest is actually featured on that show, and I was surprised. You know, Check I know you you out. performed with her. Oh yeah. So you and Tina, your wife Tina, helped get her on the show, but um, I didn't know she was gonna be on that show. So she came on. I was like, wow, I was so excited. I was amazed. So anyway, let's listen to um, our conversation with Amuka Kelly, aka Sheila Brody, Brody, and she was known as Sheila Horn when she did Brides of Funkenstein. And this is our conversation. Um, on the other side of the conversation, stay tuned because we're going to tell you who's on episode three. Oh my God, we have a big guest for episode three as well. Hey, uh, Jay, we got a show here. Oh, we got man, a show. I think it's official. <laughs> I think it's official. Okay, here's um, here's our conversation with Amuka Kelly, a.k.a. Sheila Brody, an actual Bride of Funkenstein. Let's do it. Sheila, Amuka, this is Ace and Jay on the phone. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. You and uh, Jay, you and Jay performed together, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Where was where was that show? When was that? October twenty uh, sixth. Sacramento. Yeah, it was in Sacramento. Yeah, right on. With uh, Richard. how are you? We're good. It's so good to hear from you. Oh my gosh. Hey, um, tell us because it's such a trip to see you on the first episode of Tales from the Tour Bus. <laughs> Uh, the George Clinton episode, Tales from the Tour Bus, made by Mike Judge, who made King of the Hill and stuff. He did yeah. uh, a, like a cartoon documentary. Let's hear one of these songs. Um, okay. Nev- uh, Never Buy Texas from a Cowboy. That oh. album was on uh, Your Rolling Stone's uh, 2003 Top 50 Coolest Albums, right? Was top, it was out of the top 50. I think yes. we were 20, 20 something in so, that. Yeah, we were, that was pretty. I was, that was an honor. So that's 1979. That's with uh, Ron Dunbar and uh, George. And George Clinton, yep. Wow. And yep. That's, a, that's such a beautiful album. We're going to listen to, let's listen to a little bit of Party Up in here and, okay, uh, and talk, ab- talk about that on the I, other side. Okay, you do know, like, this was, I, I wasn't aware that um, a lot of people didn't know, realize that I was like the, basically the lead singer for Never Buy Text on a, uh, from a Cowboy album. Well, yeah. Nobody well, really knew that. We're going <laughs> to let them know. Let's listen to, let's okay. listen to the song, Party Up In Here. This is Party Up All In right. Here from Brides of Funkenstein. Let's listen That's to that. Right. This is funky as hell. You know that first one is me. Yeah. Uh uh. That's me. <laughs> That's you? Wow. <laughs> She's ready to do it. Ain't nobody here but us bunkers. <laughs> That's you on top? Yeah. All the Led Zeppelin rock wow. and roll stuff was me. Mm. So, yo. George thought I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> like you're a rubber plant, huh? Well, you're a real bride um, of Funkenstein. Can you tell us about that session recording that song? Uh, did um, you do that with Ron uh, Dunbar and George, the producer on that? 
Uh, yeah, well, John Dunbar was great. He loved my voice, so mm-hmm. that's why he kept choosing me for the song. How do you work on the songs? I have a problem with that. How do you work on the songs? Did you listen to demo tapes where they, uh, they have no, scratch No, we go vocals? in and it's like we do everything in the studio. That's how we did it back in the day. Everything was written there, everything, right in the studio. Every, uh, so they, they're writing I'm the songs in the much, stereo, too. I'm very much accustomed to writing in the studio. Like, I, I, I write... I feel very comfortable writing in a studio environment. We were very lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, that was before people start getting their, all their homes. So you get a PO number, you go to the studio and you just, you know, you do your thing. Yeah. And then, but right. a lot of times people go over budget, <laughs> you know, but when you have your own studio, that's why people started getting their own studios, home studios, which it was my idea. Do you remember where that George, was? Do you remember where huh? that was recorded? Do you remember where? United Sounds, of course. United Sounds? Yeah. Mm. Detroit. In Detroit. Um, wow. Yeah. Were the, um, so did you work the with the musicians thing? too? Like when they're writing the songs, the musicians on this session? No, the musicians come in. They when I when we come in, the song is done. Like the Got music it. is there. Right. But I mean, we're in the studio. All of us are in the studio, so we're all creating at the same time. Are you guys? But uh, um, yeah, and it's like um, you know, and George he made me do it like over and over and over and over again. Made <laughs> you do like, multiple. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Is but there, it was worth it because it, it must be really good because no one's been able to really, um, yeah, it's, yeah. What are you going to no ask, Jay? covered my song. That's there, no one wants to touch any of my songs. <laughs> would there be an outline for the song or would you guys just go in with a blank, a blank uh, No, slate? you go in. Um, we wrote it right there. Like yeah. I wrote Do Fives Go With That Shake with uh-huh. George and uh, my ex-husband, Steve Washington uh-huh. of Slave and Aura. Mm. I wrote those. We wrote most. We did most of the writing right there. Do fries come with that shake? You were you were in on the writing I wrote of that? that? Oh wow! I wrote that with George Clinton oh. and um <clears throat> and my ex husband Steve Washington. I wrote the lyrics and the melody with George Clinton, and um I sang the lead. Uh, I sang a verse, and I did all the backgrounds and everything. And then he took it to California. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a girl named Deborah Barsha called me up. She said, Sheila, he's down here with Vanessa Williams, Miss America. And uh, she said, she's telling her to sing it just like you. What song is this? Do Fries Go With That Shake. She had Vanessa Williams, the Miss America. Um, I'm sorry. She George Clinton had Vanessa Williams. Her in the studio in California mm. singing the song. That I, I recorded the song in <laughs> New York. I mean, in uh, Detroit with my ex-husband. We, we did the song. So he took it out to California and we got to Miss Vanessa Williams. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Got a, she got a deal based on a song that I was actually singing. Uh. So I asked George, why did you do that? I mean, why right. did you give me a deal? He said, because you weren't Miss America and you didn't show your bajayjay. Uh. <laughs> so I don't know. Can I say that? <laughs> sure. It's a podcast. You can say that. And he was like, that's rock and roll, baby. I mean, every time I asked George, like when he made us wear those crazy um, motor, booty, motor booty lady outfit. Right. Like I was the orange one and Satori was the yellow one. And we laughed at each other every night. Who made who made those out, who made those outfits? Huh? Who made those outfits? Larry Legaspi. Mm-hmm. Larry Legaspi was oh, since we're talking about the outfits, yeah. Um, the um Indian outfit that Don Silva wears was originally my outfit. It was mine. <laughs> it was made for me. And she threw a hissy fit back then. Um, and they gave it to her. And then that gold, the the, the pink one was made for me, like, off the cuff. Like, well, we got to make something for her now. Uh-huh. I'm not lying. Wow. So it's been, it's been, it's been very interesting. And I, I have to tell you, I feel like you brought up the tour bus thing. Uh-huh. And um, that, was in, that was like a, um, a God smackdown. You understand? That's like God when he's like, 
when he tells you to be still and you actually do it, then he comes through. When you, I mean, now no one can ever question yeah. my authenticity. When you get you on the saying? show, when you get on the show, you're on it. So yeah, you're. That- well, see, the deal is, a lot of people were interviewed. I thought that I didn't think everybody was interviewed, but Stozo, who I love very much, Stozo called me up and he said, "Hey, Sheila, you know, da 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 da, blah blah, blah right." And I was like, "Well, okay." And then we had to sign a waiver, so that means you don't get paid. But you know, so what? Okay. I believe in assisting. I did the forum and the landmark, mm-hmm. so I believe in assisting. And um, so I did it. I signed the waiver and I did it. And the fact is, we made the cut. The people that are on that show made the cut. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, have, I have a reason to feel, I should feel good about myself. I, I, I feel that we all deserved it because everybody that made that show were pretty much obscure. See, I wasn't, I, you want me to be honest with you? I was running away. I was like, I ain't going to. I wasn't trying to be a P-Funk All-Star or a Bride of Funkenstein. I wasn't trying to uh, live on that legacy, like not do anything else. Right. You understand? Yes. I didn't use that to become a Mooka. And we're going to play some of your... I the fact that I was with George Clinton to become a Mooka. I got you, yeah. And we're going to play some of your later material, too. That's beautiful. What about um, with Brides of Funkenstein? You guys won an R&B award? Yes. And that was, pre- that was presented to you by <laughs> Ray Parker Jr.? What happened to the statue? Oh, we never saw it again. Dawn kept it. Okay. Sheila, actually, I want to talk about Smoke Signals. I think Bootsy was involved with the production on that. And uh, that's a great song, too. Let's play that and then talk about that on the other side. Okay. Okay, here we go. This is Smoke Signals, also from Never Buy Texas from a Cowboy, Brides of Funkenstein album, yes, classic. Sir. Smoke Signals. That's the story. Copy me. 
sorry. That song's so good. What do you think about when you remember recording that song? That was fun. Um, actually, I was in the studio with George and Too Short and uh-huh. Mark Bass. Because um, Too Short did a version of that song. But when he was talking about burning up, he wasn't talking about, he was talking about something else. <laughs> what do you I remember was, about? I was like, George, why you let him make that song? <laughs> it never came out, I don't think. Why, but he's uh, like, I'm burning up. <laughs> he was talking about something else. Did you all um did you all used to work out the uh, harmonies together and stuff in the studio? Basically, yeah, with George, he would he, Georgia Dunbar would tell us what to sing, you know, what part, you know, do this, do that. The songs are pretty yeah. complicated. There's a lot of different vocal changes and vocal parts. Did it you is, there are a lot of changes in there, right? Yeah, it's really We were known for that though. It's just like P Funk is known for all those daggone voices and vocal changes and just vocal mastery. Who, who would come up with that concept? Um, it was just like, I have to tell you, it was like really, it was, it was really competitive. I mean, it was like, okay, you go in the studio, George, like a crew, you start out with a crew and then you would sing, well, with the brides, that's what we're doing P-Funk, but as brides, um, <clears throat> they just kind of knew what parts, like, Tatori did mostly like the character. She's really good with the character voices and she's a very jazzy voice, very, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. her own unique style. Mm-hmm. And then Don was doing her thing and then I was more like the rocker and the the rocker me Diana Ross. I yeah. don't even know. Uh I could tell. But yeah, so it was like George just they George and Dunbar it was really it was really amazing. But I tell you, George, it, it, I know why that album is so good because we worked our asses off. I am not joking. I must have sang it. I can't even tell you how many takes there were. Really? I just I complained to George. I'm like, George, I'm not singing that again. He goes, I'll sing it. <laughs> and everybody texts us from a cowboy this project goes way back way back mm-hmm. George does it way up there I'm like I'm not doing that so he did it first <laughs> and then I did it why did he, he challenged you huh why did why did he do so many takes I'm surprised to hear that I have no cause I, I was like there, I said that sounds great nope do it again I don't know he's a perfectionist he's like you know he's, he was like we, he was the oh my god and I'm a one taker you know I could do things in one take yeah right like all my right. other stuff so I don't know if doing all those takes like taught me how to do one take. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I maybe that's what happened. But is yeah, George was, working the board while you're recording? Are you doing your vocals, or is he Jim Vitti? Oh, thanks, mom. Jim Vitti. Okay. Jim Vitti was um, the engineer. Jim Vitti was one person. There were other people, but I remember Jim Vitti was really cool. Jim Vitti was cool. Him. Yeah, Jim Vitti and Ron Dunbar was. I loved him. He was amazing. Ron Dunbar. Amazing. Ron Dunbar was. Uh, Behind the song, Didn't Mean to Fall in Love, right? Yes, he uh, also wrote that song, Patches. He wrote that song? Patches, I'm depending on your son. <laughs> and that's what... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that and, song. Uh, sorry, I skipped ahead before. So that's the song I was talking about that you won the R&B award for. Where Didn't Ray, fall in love, Ray, yeah. yeah, Ray Parker Jr. gave you the uh, award. And we never saw it And you it haven't seen it that. since. Okay, no. that's the song we're going to play next. <laughs> and uh, that's the song we're going to play next. So that's... Um, did it oh, mean yeah, to didn't mean to fall in love. Didn't mean yeah, to fall cool in love, song. which is a beautiful song. Oh, Ron Dunbar. It's a beautiful song. And see, we won for that song. But when we got there, Dawn was like, she didn't want to do that song. She was like, I don't want to do that. When they were like, well, sorry, but that's the oh, song. Oh, you mean at the award show? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Dang. She was like, I don't want to do that one. I want to do, I forgot what other songs she wanted to do. And they're like, no. 
and she got really pissed off. That's why she was looking like that. That's what I was trying to explain to you. Mm. What was oh, going in, the on. in the picture, got it. Okay, let's yeah, look. that's what she was looking like that. And they're like, um, "Well, we're gonna do didn't mean to fall in love because that is the song." Because I'm leading on that. Of song. course, so of course, upset. of course. Let's that's listen okay. to that, and we'll talk about it on the other side. This is "Didn't okay. Mean to Fall in Love" by Brides of Funkenstein. They say time will heal all wounds, but why has time passed me by over and over and over again? I feel the hurt, but why has time passed me by? You sure were. I can do R and B. Uh huh. You sure can. That's on. Gee whiz. I know, right? And I actually worked with Gee whiz from Public Enemy. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) I just realized it. All right, so that's just a beautiful uh, lead. So, did Ron Dunbar sing that with you, or how'd you get nope. that song going? That was me. No, I mean not on the recording. I mean to, uh, like, to uh, rehearse that song, get ready to record that song. Um, he, you know, he basically um would sing the melody and and help us like through that. And so a lot of times we put our own little flavor in it. Mm-hmm. And we were always, you know, I I tell you, um, working with George and being a part of P Funk, being a Parliament Funkadelic, a P Funk All Star. And being a bride, I learned a lot about um, mastering uh, sounds mm-hmm. and uh, feelings and textures. And because we were, it, it was a very, very competitive situation. I mean, right. uh, George would put a crew in there, and then it's like, not for the brides necessarily, but he would put a crew. Well, that turned out to be competitive too, but I wasn't trying to. Because I don't really, I don't do competition. I do creativity. I believe that if you create, if you, if you create, you're going to make it bigger. But if you're competing, nobody really wins. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, you know, I don't really do that competitive thing. But you, you were forced into it in a weird way. I mean, we were in the studio. We t- everybody would go in the studio. And then um, George would be like, okay, you'd start singing. And he would listen for what he wanted to hear. Right. And if someone wasn't doing what he wanted to hear, they got fired. Not literally fired from the group, but fired from that session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you say your name, so-and-so, you're fired. Get out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, we had to give, we had to give up. We, we put our best foot forward whenever we went in the studio. So we, you were doing the best that you had. You gave the best that you had to give. And it made you, it actually made us stronger. You know, it made us like, um, really good at, we, we became really good at it. Mm-hmm. Cause you didn't want to get fired. You wanted to do <laughs> what you wanted to get the sound that he was, that he was looking for. You wanted to be that one to have that sound. Kept you on your toes, huh? 
Yeah, so you had to yeah, you had to be on your toes. It was like you can't go in there half stepping. You can't. Right. You could not no. He'd hear it. No, 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 no. You better be singing. And you better be singing right in the right words and all of that crazy. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of words too. Check this oh out. Oh my God. Here's what Are we'll, you kidding? I know. Uh, Amuka, <laughs> here's what we'll do. Let's we're gonna close out this album. I wanna listen to the title track. And on the other side, I want to talk to you about uh, working with uh, working with G Wiz with Public Enemy, uh, yes. the, the stuff you did in Italy, also the Mississippi EP, and what you're oh doing my now. God. So let, in Italy, let's, yeah, yeah. You know about so Blackwood. We're oh gonna talk God. about it all. So let's um, let's listen to uh, Never by uh, the title track from Never by Texas from a Cowboy. Now we're gonna listen to that. The whole 15 minutes? No, absolutely <laughs> not. We'll play let's play a little snippet. We'll play the first movement. Okay. <laughs> I know when we loaded up earlier, James said this is a big track. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a big track. We'll, we'll listen to the first few minutes and the other side we'll talk to you some more about uh, what you did later in your career. Awesome. Okay, here we go. Okay. My granny had a saying. Without humps, there would be no getting over. You pay what you so get and hardly ever get what you scream. Life's full of ups and downs. You got to you find, your, find own your own high ground. Mama, your connection. <laughs> that was about my mom. Because my mom asked George to look out for me. Your mom asked George to look out for you? Yeah, she says, will you look out for my daughter? I'm, I'm going to let her go. Because I was really young. Uh huh. And he said, so I'm going to let her go with you, but you got to promise me that you'll look out for her. And he did. Oh, and he always has. That's beautiful. It is. And we have that type of relationship. And... I've been like, don't, people have asked me a certain person, I won't say her name, but anyway, why am I praising George? Because he kept his word to my mother. That's beautiful. And that's it. You know what? I need to put that on Facebook. Put it on. Put it on right now. People ask me, why do I, why do I praise George Clinton so much? Because George, why? my mother asked him. To look out for her daughter when I first started back then, I was a kid, mm -hmm. and, she, and he kept his word. He kept his word. There you go. And so I will always pray. Amen. Amen. To be a fool. Happy go funky, yeah. Come alive and get funky. Do it. Oh, that's me. Fire bridge while you're in Brooklyn. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's the story. I love her, by the way. Yeah? Oh, She's my roommate. Your roommate? So, that's the dopest chick ever. I'm not lying. She's so dope. I'm not joking. If you can't dance, do it. Ah. Don't do it. If you can dance and get I hear that uh, Bernie Whirl in there. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I really adore Bernie, but I'm not going to go. To, I'm not even going to go to the other place. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> what? You know, Bernie Worrell had, had a little word for me. I'm not ashamed. First of all, I have a very high, I have a very high IQ. I'm intelligent. I went to college. Uh-oh. He, he didn't insult you, did he? Oh, yes. He said I had one brain cell left. Oh, and put it all Bernie. Facebook. Why'd you yes, tell me that? Well, the only reason is because I told her one time she kept, she, I don't know, she got all over me. I don't know why she's hating me because I praise George. That's why she hates me, okay? So she sends me this thing and she has her cronies attack me. And uh, I said, listen, Judy, you come talk to me when you find some talent. And I left it at that. 
Wow. So she was pissed. And you know more- what? I'm just tired of, you know, you get to a point where I'm like, why do I always have to be the one to turn the other cheek or be, I mean, yeah. I, I, I got to walk this kind and loving path because that's where the miracles are. See, people keep trying to pull you off that path. You can't get your miracle. Right. That's beautiful. How did you how did you start working with Chuck D and G Wiz? How did that start? Oh my God. Um Drac. Okay, you know, I used to be married to Steve Washington from Slave and Aura. He was the mastermind Slave. behind those two groups. Slave uh-huh. was my favorite group. What? Slave. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I was married to him. We have a son together. What? Who is George's godson? What? Actually. Um and I brought Steve in when he when we did do fries go with that shake. I brought Steve into the fold, into the P Funk thing, right. and changed the game. Seriously, then uh-huh. he started doing all the background stuff. In fact, and I love him for um, you know I have love for the man because he allowed me to become a songwriter and a producer in a time when women weren't really getting that kind of respect. Right, you know got you. Saying? Yeah, because I I produced that that like a shot. His album like a shot. I produced that one. We did one called Civil Attack. Um, I did lyrics and that, do you know those records? If you find a civil attack record, I think, I can't remember which one it is. They're really, really expensive right now. Uh. I don't have any of them. <laughs> I'm like, but it was, it was just an amazing journey. You know, it's just, it's, it is an amazing journey. And how did you, how does that connect? How did you get with Gary G. Wiz and oh, public Chuck okay. G and all that? Let's go back there. Okay. So Drac was the one that introduced me to Steve Washington. Okay, because he was enslaved, the group Slave. Right. So Drac, you know who Drac is, right. Mark Hicks? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. So Drac um, knew, Drac was going to do a project with um, Public Enemy. Public Enemy approached him because they had, they had signed all these young acts, but the acts couldn't produce it on the, um, they couldn't do it on the stage. They couldn't perform. They didn't have the showmanship Got that it. they were expecting them to have. So they wanted seasoned performers. They wanted people that were seasoned. Right. So he asked Drac, who did he want to work with? So Drac previously had worked with, let's see, a lot of other chicks, Val, Mally, a lot of other chicks, you know, and the funk chicks, right? But every time they would do something, they wouldn't tell me until, and Drac told me, he said, Sheila, every time I would ask and I say, I want to call you, they would say, no, you don't need to call Sheila. We got this. Uh-huh. Okay. So I didn't know any of this. I didn't know about any of this. So then he said, but this particular thing with Public Enemy, I only called you. Wow. So he called me, and we were going to do it with that guy, Lake, Mark Woods of Lakeside. We were going to do a project with him, me, Drac, and, and Mark Woods. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, um, and then Drac was, let me tell you about this man. So I love Drac so much because he's, he told him, he said, hey, after you guys, you know, after we do this album, I'd like you to do an album with Sheila, do her own album. And they and, um, okay, Sean Carter said, okay, and he kept his word. But Drac passed away, you know, like about two or three weeks when we were getting into the whole thing and having, like, you know, uh, conference calls and everything. Uh-huh. Then he, mysteri- he passed away. You do know that, right? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah, he passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. And it was pretty tragic. And But the thing about Public Enemy is that they did keep their word. Mm-hmm. I did the project with uh, G-Wiz, with Gary Ronaldo. And we were working on the project, but I was living in California. And I know there was a lot of, you know, trying to hang out there and do this album, but it was moving really slow. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why? And I felt like, why am I here? I'm not moving forward. This is not progressive. It's not moving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I did do, you know, the, the Honky Talk Rules. You know about that song? Yeah, we got that too. Um, oh, that song is so dope. Let's listen we, to, a, how about uh, Everything? Everything, yes. Uh, I did. That was the very first song that I did in the studio with Gary. And he said, we're going to put this, this song that we're doing with Chuck. And we did it different because normally Chuck puts his rap on without listening to any of the vocals. But this time I wrote that hook. Mm-hmm. I wrote the hook and I sang it. And um, then he let Chuck hear it with a hook on it. And Chuck said, I inspired his whatever he came, what, what he came up with. I was an inspiration for him. So that made me feel really good. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that okay. was the very first song I did with them. And that went to like 2 million hits. And then I was, then I got signed. I was going to get signed anyway. So then I got set. That was like, well, we should sign her. Let's listen to let's, that then. Let's listen to that. Um, okay. So let's, let's listen to the next song. This is everything. I hope this is the next song we have lined up. <laughs> yes, he's, he's nodding at me. Yes, it is. Ace. He hasn't screwed up again. <laughs> Woo, okay. Oh, you just say that's a remake. Okay, this is great. Everything. This is off the album Evil Empire of Everything by Public yes. Enemy. My heroes, Public <clears throat> Enemy with Chuck D. This is bad. Listen to this. Got no thanks for video games. Got no shame saying I ain't never playing. Got no hate for things yeah, that I play. Don't you know I salute Y'all just probably got the same thing. We, got it we ain't never talking about no things here now. Nothing's changed, feel the same. Look at your loved ones. We got it Look at your young ones. I'm telling you, if you have the old ones around, you love them, talk to them. What were you saying, uh, Amuka? What were you saying about um, Honky Tonk Rules, the song Honky Tonk Rules? Oh, my God. They went through a lot for that song. What do you they, mean? Um, um, they, uh, they had to get permission from the Rolling Stones. I don't even think the Rolling Stones own the publishing anymore. Mm. But they had to get permission from the publisher. And I think they tried to Honky Tonk Blues, before. right? A Honky Tonk Woman. Oh, right. Honky okay. Tonk Woman. Yeah, 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 right. I'm a honk. It's a woman. He says, man. Right. Man, give me, give me, give me a honky-tonk man. Oh, well, they do honky-tonk. <laughs> I was doing honky-tonk, whatever. But then there was the music. So they had to get, they finally got the permission to use the music. And I was there when they actually signed off on it. I was there. We were in California. Mm-hmm. Um, where were we? Were we in Chula Vista? I think we were in Chula Vista. Downtown Hotel in Chula Vista. Okay. And they, because we were doing the video that for um, Honky Tonk Rules. And then after that, we, we did the video. I mean, Chuck was amazing. We, we were doing, um, we did it at Chula Vista uh, Fleet Train, which is an auditorium in Chula Vista, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, that's where I met the guy, Yellow Wolf. That group, Yellow Wolf. And he gave me a really, really amazing compliment. And it was crazy because some of the guys in Public Enemy, I don't know what was going on, but I felt like there was some tension. Like, they didn't, I didn't know if they really wanted me to do it. It was weird. Really? And I know Chuck was like, yeah, but Chuck was like, Sheila, I'm going to make sure that you get everything that you've worked so hard in your life for. And I'll never forget that he said that to me. Um, wow, <clears> that's beautiful. So 
I'm telling you. So we um we did the song. We did like we went to Belly Up. We did some of the footage at Belly Up, and we did some of the footage on stage during their show. Yeah, and we we actually did some of it at, during their show on stage. Yeah, I think I saw you in the video. You're performing with them in the video for this song, right? Uh, on stage. Uh, yes, 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 yes. That's how that happened. Right. I was That's wondering what that, that was. Okay. That's I, exactly how that happened. Because you're very prominently featured in that video. Exactly, uh, and that that was that was the whole point. I mean, and I have to give it up for Gary Ronaldo and his wife. I mean, they really were like um, amazing, and I'm so I miss them more than anything. It just got kind of crazy because there was a girl. I'm not going to mention her name. <laughs> there was a girl that came in to the fold, and she kind of got in there and created a risk. I'm going to be honest with you. Created a risk. I feel like she didn't get what she wanted, or I don't know. She wanted, I know what she told me. She wanted something, and Gary was like, I can't do that. So then she left Gary, started working for Chuck. And then um, when she was on the road with it, he was doing, um, what's that group? You know, Prophets of Rage, right? Prophets of Rage, yeah, that's yeah. a great right. album. I so love that. She was on the, on the tour with Chuck. He was looking out for her. But then um, there was a rift between her and the managers of Prophets of Rage. Something went down, and they were like, we want her gone. She's got mm-hmm. to go. So Chuck was trying to, he tried to have her back, but she felt he didn't, and she got fired. So she was really upset with Chuck now. She left Gary, then she went to Chuck, and then she went to Flavor Flav. Now none of them are talking to each other. Oh, man. Wow. I hate to hear exactly. that. Exactly. And let me tell you something. I'm, like, figuring out how do I write this in my book because I, I witnessed the entire thing, the entire meltdown. Wow. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't see how I can actually help in this situation mm-hmm. or what I can do. So I basically... I mean, I was out there living in California, and I'm supposed to be recording my album, and we didn't even get the album done. Um, other things kept coming into, just kept coming in the way, and I was like, look, I'm going back home. I came to visit Belita, Belita Woods, remember? Yeah, Belita Woods, sure. her because she was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I came to visit my mom, actually. I came to visit my mother, and Belita was here, so I stayed longer. And... Um, and then when I went back, I was like, why am I here? And we're not doing anything. You're not taking me in the studio. I'm not recording because you're doing a million other things. So I told him, I want, I will be back here. I'm going to go back home. And then after that, you can uh, call me when you want me to come back. So, so then I came back home and he didn't call me. And I'm like, it, you know, I didn't realize that people weren't really working with me because they thought I was still working with Public Enemy and Dawn Silva again. When I was working with Jesse Johnson and other people, she Jesse told Johnson. me that I was with Public Enemy and I couldn't work with anyone else. Uh, oh my it was god, a lie! Well, let's listen. Yes. Let's listen to that song, uh, "Honky Tonk Rules." This is from okay. the album Public Enemy album, "Man Plans, God Laughs," 2015, with Chuck oh, D, the mighty one. Chuck D. Yeah, man's plan. And uh, and uh, Sheila Amuka is uh, yes. featured. She's featured in it prominently. Let's listen to that. More than I think I, I'm on like three songs on that album. Yeah, the last one. Let's yeah. listen to a uh, Honky Tonk Rules. Yeah, I love that one. Nice guitar. 
Say that again. We're going through this right now with that song that's talking about honky talk rules. So talk talk to me about that. What do you mean? <laughs> honky talk rules? <laughs> you talking about are you talking about president <laughs> are you talking about president forty five? Oh boy, am I ever. <laughs> <laughs> we oh don't my say God. we don't say his name on this podcast. We just call him forty five. <laughs> oh man, he's like an mm, as oh, I have no word. I see, I have a really I had a really good friend, Joshua. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say his last name because he's kind of, he's from a really, really wealthy family and that worked with Trump. And he told me oh, no. they own, they own Tr- Treasure Island and 51% of Trump Tower, his family does. Wow. And he said, I said, why don't you deal with your family? He said, because they are ruthless. They will cut your head off and shove it down your neck. Mm. So when he told me that, I already Damn. knew that Trump was ruthless before he became president. Sure. I already knew what we were in for. Right. And 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 that, but I also have friends that really really like him, and they were trying to get me to like him. I'm like, no, he's a racist. <laughs> yeah. I can't condone racism. I, I mean, wonder what Chuck D thinks of him. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Oh my God, I, I that's a good one. I mm, we never even got into that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious. Was like, uh, once I a- really do, I really do. Um, I'm very grateful to Gary Ronaldo and um, right Gary G Wiz. Yeah, gee whiz, for um, taking me on, and then I just think like things it in the things were falling apart within the structure, the inner structure of the band, which had nothing to do with any of us really. There were, and there was like this chick that was like playing a part in it. I'm not joking, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this group is so big, and this one yeah. little person came in there, and that you know that's why you really got to be careful who you let in your circle. Mm-hmm. Has no lie. Because you think they're down for you, and they have their own their own um, agenda. Yeah, they have it in order to in place that you don't know about. Right. So, you know, it taught me a lesson. I was like, wow. I mean, just looking at it was uh, it was incredible. Yeah, that's. I saw I saw Professor Griff. Professor you know, Griff. He he did, yeah, he came and did a thing here. I love him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And he told me like that, you know, that nobody's talking to each other, and that hurts me because they're like they're fam- they're my family too. Mm-hmm. But you know, Chuck's got to do. Chuck Chuck was more. Chuck was looking. You know, he was expanding. He's like he wants to move and groove and expand things and make it move. You know what I mean? That's what he. That's why he brought me into the fold. Right. Would they be? But, uh... he, was, but he was definitely an all boys club. Do you understand me? Got you. Would, yes, would, and that is no lie. Would they be like uh, not speaking to each other, but perform that evening? Would they what? Would Would they be like uh, in a fuss, would, but then have to play that night? Would they be like tension even when they're performing? No, they were like, um, they were. You could tell that. I mean, one guy I forgot who it was in the band. I don't know if he was in the band or the whatever. He's like, well. I don't think that they can support the CD. And they were just saying a lot of negative, not them, but somebody in the band was just saying a lot of negative things in terms of me performing that day to do that video. Uh-huh. And okay. I heard it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and Chuck did, and he was very, he was not happy. Because uh-huh. he let him know, look, this is what I need for the band, and you guys got to understand this. We're moving forward. We're moving up. We're doing new things. And it was funny, because when I went in the bathroom after the show, one of the girls came up to me and says, wow, you were so good. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they said they like Public Enemy, but they loved that they brought me on stage. Right. <clears throat> so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that I'm telling you, man, it's a journey. It's so much going on. Oh, I bet. Hey, I think, hey, 
Hey, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I just think people's egos get a little bit too big when oh you know, my God. they don't right. really want to share that, that spot. And that's why when George told me, and I'll never forget this, he said, Sheila, when you really feel really like full of yourself, he said, go in the bathroom, say it into the toilet. <laughs> I'm bad as hell. I am this, I am that, I am all of this and that, and flush it. <laughs> he said, because after that, because that's about how much anybody else cares about how bad you think you are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the truth. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know you were going to say that. That's George Clinton. <laughs> no, it's great. I love that. I, oh, that's beautiful. That's philosophy. I always, I always hear something new from George. Um, I want to talk to you about this song and this EP you did called Mississippi. So let's oh let's listen to that first, and then I want you to tell me about it because I'm going to tell you something. Like the the public enemy stuff is great, but I really really like this. And I wrote I'll, that. This I is beautiful. Let's listen to the title track. So this is Mississippi by yes. Sheila Brody, otherwise known as Amuka. about that song first of all i love the key changes in it the key changes they almost reminds me of johnny cash like walk the line where it changes key when you go into each section that's that scary, sounds man that's that sounds scary. get gary ronaldo oh. he did the music is that g whiz fabulous is, yes i love that's one I of my really... all-time favorite things you've done your whole career. are you serious yes. you really like that thing? Yeah. i don't even know what i don't know the promotion the promotional situation i don't really wasn't familiar in how they were going to promote me mm-hmm. that's everything and Whenever you do something, you got to know what your promotional plan is. Sure. Um, I know we had one, but I don't know. I wanted to be a part of it. I, I wanted to use what I had to push it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so I good. I didn't think yeah, it was, was nice. you know, I think it could have been pushed a little better personally. I really do. What's What, are the, what do the lyrics mean? What are you talking about? I, I have no idea why I wrote that song, <laughs> Tom Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> 
You're Mississippi you know could be anything that really like that you're that you feel really a term an endeared endeared toward anything that you feel endearment for. Right. I think that could be your Mississippi. Um, and it's so weird because at the time I was um engaged to a guy. This is funny. I don't think I was engaged to him yet. No, no, no. I got engaged to a guy from Mississippi. That's okay. Right, but I didn't marry him. Mm-hmm. I didn't marry him. Uh, a Mississippi <laughs> I kid. <laughs> but. That's so weird because I didn't even I don't even know why I wrote a song called Mississippi. I have no idea. Well, I'm feeling it. it. Came. It's so good. The powerful vocal, really powerful. Oh, thank you so much. And you sound I, good I on the phone to too. What to do with these songs? You should hear. Oh my God. Well, we're gonna promote them. We're helping you promote them. You're what? Are you gonna help me? Oh, I'm. We're helping. That's guys. why we're having you on the show. Hey, check this you, out. I'm gonna. Yes. We have um. Uh, sorry, we got a little bit of a late start today. Uh, That's okay. We're kicking out the cobwebs. I just we just have a little bit more time, and I want to make sure I ask you about a couple things before we go uh, okay. that we talked about in our pre-interviews. I feel this is like our fourth show. I've already talked to you so much before this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but you said you were. Tell me uh, what you can. You said you were an original Mary Jane girl. That Rick oh. James handpicked you to be in the Mary Jane Girls. <clears throat> yes. Um. So how did that come about? Okay, um, Val Young knew she knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, Val Young. Val Young, you know she did. What did she do? She had a song. Um, what is that song? If you should ever be lonely. Okay. Right, you know right, right, right. Yeah. That's Val Young. Um, <clears throat> she called Rick. Contacted her and said, "Hey, can you get in touch with that cute one? I don't know. He called me the cute one. <laughs> you get in touch with that cute one in Georgia, <laughs> Georgia's band." And get her over here. She need to be with us. So you were. So he took you from George's band. Well, George wasn't. We weren't really touring at the time. We were just on like a hiatus. Okay. And Rick was like, "You need to come over here because George's ship's sinking. You need to come over here and my <laughs> ship. Check this out because he ain't really doing that right now. You know, you need the money. You need blah 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 blah." This is Rick James. Yes. <laughs> Rick. So you. So, so you were singing with him. It. Did you tour with him? Yes, I did tour with him. I guess you don't know the whole story, do you? Please tell mm, us. Boy. Okay, I toured with Rick James. You know this whole sexual harassment thing that's going on right now? Sure, the Me well, Too movement, yeah. Yes. Well, his, man, his role manager had the super-duper hots for me. And I was, not, I was not dealing with anybody that's supposed to pay me my money. No, thank you. Right. Of course not, so, yeah, right. I wasn't feeling him. I was like, nope. And he got really upset. See, they don't discuss this. What, um, what year is this, like 1980, 81 or something? In the eighties somewhere, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. That's I know I'm bad with I'm bad with numbers. I mean dates. I'm terrible. Okay, gotcha. Um, but he basically um he got so mad at me one day, he was like, Look, you think you bad and stuff, because I had a boyfriend, I had people coming to see me, whatever. Sure. And he he didn't like that. So he was like, You you gonna you think you bad, huh? You're gonna have a roommate. You're gonna get a roommate. I said, Who? And so he was trying to put me in the room with this girl that I didn't know or nothing. I'm like, What? Some accountant they had on the road. I said, an accountant. You wanted me to be uh, with an accountant, some accountant that David pulled on the road, and I was like, what? Uh, no, um, I don't think so. He's like, oh, you think you're a star now, bitch? Oh, excuse me, mom. You think you're a star? You ain't a star. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> she like, said, excuse me, right? mom. Is your mom there? Yeah, she's right here. <laughs> but, hey, watch your language. Like, hey, mom. I know. Excuse me, mom. I know. I can't help it. So then he's like. You're not, you're, you're not a star. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't have to wa- waste my time with you. I'm going to talk to Rick when he gets up. Okay. And he kept talking junk to me. So I told I did invite him to kiss my, you know what? I did. And it wasn't the best thing. It wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't. So he kicked me. 
he physically hard. Ah, physically, he, he actually Rick kicked Jay. you. He actually kicked me with his foot, and then hard as he could, as he lifted his foot up and kicked me like a dog. Oh, yeah. oh no! See, and I'm gonna tell you something. This is what really gets me. When we did the That's lawsuit, awful. which I did win, when we did the lawsuit, good. they never even touched upon the sexual harassment part. Only a part about him kicking me, and then. When he told, they said, uh, well, did he kick you? And he, and he oh, he kicked her a little bit. Oh, my God. The judge went nuts. The other thing that happened was. What, uh, what's, what city or state was that, that lawsuit in? With, um, um, we were in Detroit. Well, we went to, well, we went to, uh, what did we went, we were in Detroit. Okay. We, we went to a uh, court here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so weird because, um. Okay, like my Saunders Dorsey, incredible attorney, like amazing rock star attorney. He wasn't, he was being, becoming rock star and then he took my case. But I had another attorney that really wasn't good. And then I switched up and took Saunders and he just saved the day. Basically. And you won? I, I did win, but it was like this. The first time um, I won and then they went for appeal. Mm-hmm. But then I had to go back again. But the thing is, the last time I went, uh, his his protege, Bar- Jerome Barney, knew Rick James' brother, mm-hmm. Roy, who was in the McDonald's on the day that we are going to court. He doesn't know why Jerome is there. But Jerome knows why he's there. Because Jerome <laughs> is my lawyer's protege. Mm-hmm. So they're talking like old college buddies. He says, yo, man, what you doing here? Oh, yeah, we got this girl, Sheila wrote, you know, Sheila was Washington at the time. Um, and we're going to, um, we're gonna, she's not going to get one red cent. You say, well, how are you going to make that happen? Well, we're going to say she slept with the whole band. Okay? Oh, my gosh. And he heard that. Oh, at- yes. He, he told him, he said, you're going to try to, 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 to uh, what do you say, um, what is it? deceive right. the good people of the state of Michigan and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They, well, they don't know nothing. She ain't getting a dive. Wow. So he doesn't know now that Jerome is going to testify. He don't know that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we go in. And he, he gets up there, but he didn't say I slept with the whole band. He tried to say I slept with Aaron, which was a lie. But that's, because that's if awful. I slept with Aaron, then, then they would throw the whole case out. That's awful. Because they would say that we had some type of a situation. So after he did his little testimony and lied and everything, then Jerome comes in <laughs> <laughs> and tells the story of their conversation at the McDonald's that morning. That just happened. Wow. Yes. The same day on how he was going to deceive the good people of Michigan with a lie about me. Devastating Ooh. for them. I could not believe. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> God has saved me so many times, guys, with dreams or situations that I could never imagine in my, on my own. In the, like, I could never have imagined this Mike Judge thing coming out at the time it came out. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it was like, great to see you on it. I'm telling you, I was watching that. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to be on And when you came on, I was I, like, oh, my gosh. Do you know, I, I did this and I forgot about it. Like, I did it and we forgot. We right. did, and then my friend told me he had talked to Dawn like two and a half hours and, and asked her, you know, to do it. And I don't know if she was interviewed. A lot of people were interviewed, but I don't, everybody didn't, I don't know. This is what they came up with. I'm glad and happy and feel very grateful and honored that I did make it on there as well as Satori. It was so good. Stozo. I, everybody. Satori is the other bride. Oh, yeah, Stozo's on it too. And uh, Right. Um, you guys, she's talking about, just want to remind you, everybody listening to the podcast, she's talking about Tales from the Tour Bus, uh, Tales yes. from the Tour Bus, excuse me. Season two is done by Mike Judge. Season two is all about funk artists. The, the premiere yes. episode, the pilot episode features our guest, Amuka, 
She's in yes. there talking about uh, George Clinton. Let me ask you one last thing. Yes, sir. How did you wind up in Italy, and how did you oh. start uh, working with Blackwood? Uh, Blackwood. Um, oh, my God. My girlfriend, Jana. My girlfriend, Jana, another singer like me, fabulous singer, this beautiful person. She basically, it was a gig that she couldn't do. Okay. A gig, a gig and I want to talk to you guys. I really want to talk to you guys because I just love, you know a lot about me. And this is a very thorough um, interview. I'm really, <laughs> really, really honored that you're interviewing me. And We're honored to have you. You know so much about me. We're I honored to you. have you. I, oh, my God. We try to do our research. Oh, you do a really good job. You did a really great job. Um, so you had some hits in Italy, though. Some hits like dance oh, yes. hits. Yes. I had a, Friday I, Night was the album? Yes, Friday Night, Peace. The album was Friday night. The song was called Peace. It was number one. It did beat out Madonna. Yes, it did. Wow. And Madonna actually man. came up with some songs that were very similar to some songs I had on that album. Wow. Oh, yes, she did. And I never said anything. But there, I forgot which one. I could, when I look at the album. Madonna bit your style? Is that what you're saying? She, no, she, after, okay, I, I, <laughs> threatened, I guess when I was in Italy and I beat her out in Italy on Italian, um, MTV Italia. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, my song was number one. It, I was kicking butt in Italy. It was called Peace. Yeah, <laughs> that must have felt peace great. If you give your heart, peace if you give your heart to love, precious like a dove. Like we need that song right now, right. actually. Mm-hmm. It was huge. I was a huge star there. I mean, I'm serious. I, I literally was being recognized everywhere. Wow. The paparazzi following you around? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I, I had to, there was another girl called, her name was Deborah. She was Blackwood before me. Deborah? And when I, when, when I went there, uh, well, and then she left, and I don't know what happened, but there were circumstances that took place, and she left. Oh, so you replaced and they, her? they were telling me, like, and you know, she said she couldn't be replaced. That's what you were saying to me, right? And I was like, oh, okay. So I went in there and I took it from dance to pop. So when I first went in, they had they owned a little section in the middle. When I left, they owned the entire building. Uh. Okay. So I know I made a difference in their lives. Um, right. They were very, very, very controlling. Italians are very controlling. Oh, my God. They told me I couldn't sing. I sang happy birthday for my friends. Uh, restaurant, and mm-hmm. they found out like, no, 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 Sheila, you cannot do this. I'm like, you don't pay me not to sing. You you wow. couldn't sing Happy Birthday. I they didn't want me to sing anyway. Told me that I was the diva, I was royalty, and every all these uh. other people were peasants. And I was like, I don't roll like that because that's not how George Clinton taught me. They want you. He to taught me to be out. humble. My mom right. taught me to be humble. Right. I can, you know, I've had I've had promoters tell me like this big company in New York tell me that I wasn't enough of a bitch. Wow. They said, you ain't enough. Like I'm that. like, what? But my mother didn't teach me to be like uh, that. Right. So, you know, I don't see how that helps anything. Right. They're telling yeah, you to be they, ruthless, but you're you not like that. You would be surprised. You're not but like I that. But I love being, I love doing Blackwood. It was, it was an amazing experience. It's still, do you know I have fans that still follow me today? I bet. Because of Italy? Wow, that's beautiful. It's like a whole other life. A whole other it's life. It's a whole different, and they don't know anything about P-Funk. Right. Nothing. <laughs> so I feel good that I built something. And Amuka, I built Amuka and Peef and uh, Blackwood on on my own. Yourself. Had nothing to do with P-Funk. Yeah. Well, it that... wasn't intentional, but it just like kind of happened that way. Cause right. I didn't want to say I was in P-Funk because every time I did it, they're like, oh, George Clinton, okay. Um, da, da, da. I always uh-huh, had something uh-huh. weird and smart to say. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with it. But I'm really... Very, very honored to be of that legacy, and that no one's going to take that from me. Dope. Hey, you know what? Um, I like. I want to. I want to play as the last thing here. 
Um, I really like the remix or the re. I think it's a later version you did of the song "Miss You." Um, oh yeah! I really, yeah. really like that. Let's listen to a little bit of that. This is "Miss You." This is a song from Blackwood that you. Uh, I think this is something like a different I version you did. Yes, yeah, I, did. I love it. I think it sounds so good. Let's listen to this. This is a "Miss You" with a Muka, a Muka Thank Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote this one too. You wrote this one? I write most of mostly all my songs. I didn't write peace though. Great melody. I can't walk the same street. It's just not right. Oh, take me. Uh, take, me take me home. Take me home. It's not hard to understand. I don't, I don't like being alone. alone. Um, smiling face. Say, whoa, whoa, it makes me feel like <laughs> you know I'm not afraid. Baby, baby. you by my side. I know I have a good one. No. Sounds great. You know, I have a girlfriend that feel it. She's not talking to me right now because she wanted me to do. She wants me to do some Tina Turner. But if I do Tina Turner, I'm going to be in control of what I'm doing. You could do it. I could see you doing Tina Turner. That makes sense to me. I really want to do an album and dedicate it, like, because I really love her. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I just got to put it together. You know, like people don't understand. Like, you know, like you should do it. Okay. You should do it. I recommend that. <laughs> I could I could picture you doing Tina Turner. Oh yeah, she's dope. Um, I want to thank you so much. Uh, sorry we oh, we got to a little guys. bit of late start. So great to have you on. This is our oh. New Year's show. Is your mom oh. your mom's health is good and she's feeling good? Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, mom's awesome. I great. love my mom. I'm just really happy that I'm here and I'm able to um, hang out with her and do things with her and just you know, like it's way more fun hanging out with my mom than some of them crazy people that <laughs> all over the world trust me. <laughs> she's, a, she's just a really good person and she she always taught me like to be kind. My mom like she always told me things like you know Sheila if you do good if you do good good will follow you and so will bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> mom sounds It'll like follow you too like karma like she karma's real. My mom was like karma's real you can have good karma bad karma. It's your choice. What's your mom's name? Dorothy, like Dorothy, Dorothy. the Wizard of Oz. Nice. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell Dorothy that we say hi here at uh, A-Style said, Podcast. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dorothy. And happy holidays. Big hug. My guys are like, hi, Mommy. Happy holidays. <laughs> hi. Hi. Hey. hey. <laughs> Feel good. Your daughter sounds good. And uh, oh, thank, thank, thank you so you. much for calling in. Uh, yeah. It's so beautiful talking to you. I could talk to you all day. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm serious about if you guys have any ideas oh, of things, because I need some. That reminds me. Serious. That reminds mm-hmm. me. You're writing your book, right? You're working on a book? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. That's great. Um, yes. L- let us know when that comes that's out. I hyping it up for me now, but it's like, wow. I, I didn't know I wrote that much. It's a lot. It's probably going to be more than one book. You sound like you got so many good stories. Um, we just scratched I, the surface, I think. I think we just scratched the surface. Is we, what need I, a, that's we need a part two of this. Scratched. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're going to do a part even, two like, with you. I create a show like that Mike Judge show. I have ideas, guys, so we need to talk. I'm serious. Yeah. I got ideas. Okay. You're, you're immortal now. You're an action figure. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's like, whoa. Well, you know what? 
I talked to George's wife, and she was like, Sheila, George is so proud of you. We're, we are both really proud of you. And really? Like, yeah, so like, we're so proud of you and the show. Because, you know, George had a lot to do with that show. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, he did the and, soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he had to okay that footage, I'm sure. Oh, right. So, wow. Um, she's like, we're really proud of you, Sheila. And, you know, they're like, we're gonna, you're going to be seen all over the world. Everybody's gonna, like, every funk fan is going to know who oh, you man. are. Big time. And they, they and made sure a, you were yeah, in it. They made sure you I were in really it. I was really obscure before. Me, Sozo, and Satori. We were kind of obscure. Like right. Because we we're, were off doing our own thing. We're not... I was doing Amuka and Blackwood. <laughs> yeah, thinking about, right. You know, but my P-Funk legacy stuck with me no matter what. It wasn't going anywhere. So that's what's up. And now I'm embracing it, completely embracing it. I was so happy watching the show. Because to take something from you yeah. that you love, it makes you embrace it more. Yeah, it's great so to actually right to see it because just being musicians, we hear about, you know, we know some of the P-Funk guys and what have you, but yeah. you see it animated. Oh, oh but I got to tell you about my new project. Oh, my God. Please tell really us. Really quick. What is it? I'm Go working ahead. with um, this guy, Robert Kortner. He's um, a film and music editor for most of a lot of movies and TV and things that you've seen. Like what? His uncle. Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. He's doing one right now. I can't remember. I'm I'm sorry. I should know them. Say but his name him again, up, please. MDB, MDB him. What is that, MDB? IMDB. His name again? IMDB. His name is Robert C-O-T-N-O-I-R. Okay. And Howard Shore is his uncle who composed and produced all of the Lord of the Ring movies. Oh, oh. Lord of the Ring. Okay. Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah. So Maybe. he and I, he wrote this, he, he is doing an album, and we did three songs together that are really like, whoa. And he's going to have them mastered in, at Abbey Road. Oh, oh my God! Actually, January third. I am like ecstatic because that'll be the first time I've I've ever had heard my voice mastered in the actual Abbey Road in London. So wow. I am really like, and they're so good. Of course, song, yeah. I'm going to tell you the song. The name of them, one of them is called um, "Don't Fall for It." Uh-huh. <laughs> what kind of music? Oh my God! I, you know, first he was like it was kind of dancey, but we have different. We're gonna get it's gonna be like more pop. Um, Pop, uh, I don't even know how to describe it to you because it's kind of dancey, it's kind of poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're going to have different mi- different mixes. Okay. You know, for different genres, we're going to do different, different mixes. Right. And, you, and um, you did three songs, huh? Yeah, one's called uh, Don't Fall For It, which is like, I love it. Because really in life, people serve you up things every day. It's up to you whether you're going to fall for it or not, right? Right. Exactly. So don't fall for the okie doke. Don't fall for anything that's not serving you or humanity. Right. That's the whole thing with that one. But it doesn't really say that in the song. It does. It says, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. Mm-hmm. That starts and finishes the song, which I didn't even know was in there, but that's what it does. I do sing it now. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's called Love Cards to Feed Your Nervous. It's called Love Cards. But there's a line in there. It's 21 Love Cards to Feed Your Nervous Breakdown. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that one is that's about deep. tarot cards because I never because I'm a real spiritual person and you know it's like I don't understand tarot cards uh-huh. <laughs> but the way Robert explained them to me he says they're love cards Sheila they're people think that the hangman means death or the death card means death it doesn't mean death of a person yeah. it means death of a situation right. the rebirth of things he, he had to explain it to me because I was like no I don't do you know what saying. And, but it was a really great song and um, the other one the last one oh Anti-social media whore. Anti-social That's one of the songs? Yes. That's a nice title. When is this coming out? January 3rd? Um, it's coming out at spring of next year. Okay. Got you. Oh, wow. But man. it's going to be, oh my God. And there was a song on there that I really, 
should have done, but I, it was a breakup song. He said it was a breakup song, and I said I will never do another breakup song because the last time I did a breakup song, I actually broke up with my husband. Uh-oh. So I'm like, I'm not singing anything that I'm not living. <laughs> right. I, you, you really, you should never sing anything that you don't live, and that's real because okay. it will come yeah, true. You'll manifest that. <laughs> it will manifest. So, I, you know, but the song is called The Flavor of Tears. Oh, my God. It's such a beautiful song. And I'm like, I wish I had done it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but he's a really good, it's going to be a really good album because he's a phenomenal, oh my God, he's an incredible songwriter. We're going to look for that and we're going to look for your book. It's called The Grapefruit Sound Lab. Gotcha. And, Grapefruit uh, Sound Lab. Say that one more time. Grapefruit Sound Lab? Grape, the Grapefruit, it's Grapefruit Sound Lab. Beautiful. I love all these yeah. titles and I love all your philosophy. Isn't it great? And oh, oh, wait. Yeah. And you know what? I did. I also worked with this guy, Kamal Humphrey, who is the head music person for um, American Idol. Okay. That's big. You got to hear some of these songs. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So you're doing it. You're busy. Yeah. And I would like to hear. You know what? I wouldn't even mind letting you guys hear some of the stuff. Please and do. your take on some of the stuff that I'm working on. I'm working on some other things. But I, I really want to get some funk songs. I do have this song that I that tribute to George Clinton that I really want to do. Oh, yeah? Yes. I just have to get the musicians together and do this song. Cause hey, I, we'll help you with it. You got a bass player, a guitar before, player right here. I did this song way before Ice Cube <laughs> came up with that funkadelic whatever he's talking about. Like, okay, new funkadelic? funkadelic song. Right. My song is dope, huh? I said uh, new funkadelic, the Ice Cube song? Yeah. My, yeah. I, I told George I wrote a song for him. I'm wondering why, 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 okay, why, why, um, I'm wondering why that happened. Right. So. Well, hey, ch check this out. Okay. You can have me and Jay play on it. I'll play bass, okay. he'll play guitar. Um, Sound good to me. <laughs> hey, check this out. It's beautiful having you on. We got to get going. Thank you. Thank you for uh, letting us talk to you for so long and telling us so many good stories. Uh, we're You're gonna, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you soon. And, um. Oh, my God. Oh, and thanks for everything. Uh, thank your thank mom for you. giving us the landline. <laughs> Let's just stay in touch because uh, I think you guys might have some really cool ideas. Jay, Stone, got, you know, Jay, Stone's, wife, Jay Stone's wife, Tina, is here, too. Tina Collins I is here. I love her. Yeah, oh she's God, here. She's her. listening to you right now. <laughs> I love her. I really want to. I miss her. I got to talk to her. Uh, so crazy. I really love talking it, to her. Did she's you finish, so refreshing. Did you charge? She is refreshing. Did you charge up your phone? You should call her right now. Oh, my phone is charged. It is charged. <laughs> Give her a call. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm about to go. My mom and I, my mom, we're going to shopping, the last minute shopping. We're the okay, last minute yeah. shoppers. But I Are will you call still got to shop? Tonight. And if I, but she can call me anytime. Okay. Please. And text we'll me and let me know when she's free. We'll let her know. I don't know. want to feel like I'm, like I'm interrupting her. Yeah. So. We'll, let her we'll let her know. She's put thumbs okay. up. She said, okay. She'll, she'll, put, she'll put on her calendar. Okay. <laughs> hey, as as we leave, hey. we'll talk to you later, and we're gonna listen to uh, "Mother May I," "Mother May I" by Brides of Funkenstein, off uh, "Never" by Texas from a Cowboy. We just talked to Amuka, aka Sheila Brody. Thank well, you. Yes, and uh, thank you so much. Have a beautiful, thank you guys. Uh, have God a beautiful bless. New Year, and we'll do episode. We'll do uh, part two later in the near okay. future. All right, take care. Thank you, baby. Bye All bye. Right. Good night. Bye bye.
ears are ringing we <laughs> just heard so much blown. good singing uh so many good vibes so many good stories oh my gosh she had a lot to say oh, and uh, a lot to give us to think about and that's what we're doing with ace out podcast we want to be educational yes um you know people have been telling me actually i didn't tell you jay but there's actually been people from england and people from germany that have listened to this podcast i've been checking yeah i'm serious people from cool places like Mississippi. What? And uh, we're just going to keep building it. I think once we post this episode and our third episode, which we're going to tell you about in a second, uh, we're going to be rolling. This show is going good. This is going very well. I got to thank Richard Lindsay. Uh, big shout out to Richard Lindsay. Big Rich. Who does, um, who does tributes. And we've been doing tributes with him for a while. I perform with him. They do uh, Pure Lay, right? They yeah. do Brides of Funk Insurance. Brides of Funk Insurance. They also do Funk Insurance. Funk Insurance. That's real inside baseball for you funksters. So, that's Bernie Worrell. Yeah, so it's it's based on uh, Parliament Funkadelic, but it's called uh, Purifiedment Funk Insurance. That's right. Brides of Funk Insurance and the tribe, you know, when it's... Uh, Excuse me, I shortened it to just Funk Insurance. <laughs> but but um, we, yeah. we need to thank Richard Lindsay for helping with this connection. Uh, when we did the first episode with Rusty Allen, uh, Jay Stone asked me, so what are you going to do next? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> Jay Stone and his wife, Tina, who's here right now, they helped uh, uh, get this uh, going. You know, to get these guests on the show, we don't just call them and then they come on. We got to finesse it a little while. We got to talk to them. We got to hype them up. We got to tell them. And she said, that was like, well, this is one of the best interviews I've ever done. Like That's we right. asked her so many questions and we do our research, we do our homework and people love it. But that's not what I really want to talk about now because I can't even believe this, Jay. But our next episode, which is coming right up, we're going to post it, let's say, two weeks, okay? Okay. Our episode three is going to feature who? Vet Stone. Vet Stone. Vet Stone from Sly and the Family Stone, an actual stone. She's the little, little sister, uh, younger than Rose. You got okay. Freddie, you got Rose, 
And then you got Vet. Ah. And Vet is a singer that actually Rusty Allen was talking about. Check out our episode number one, y'all. Go back and check out Rusty Allen. He's the bass player that played on Fresh. And he played in Sly Stone after Larry Graham. He was our very first guest. He was such a great guest. Rusty. And they were over the moon from that. His manager, B. Crit Freeman, and Rusty were over the moon. And remember when we were talking to him, he kept saying, little sister, little sister. Right, right, well, We right. asked him how he got his start. He talked about Johnny Talbot and then Little Sister. Right. And Little Sister, that's the band with Vet Stone, the Little Sister. Ah. She did, uh, she had a three-woman group called Little Sister, and he was the bass player for it. And I think Freddie played in it, too, nice if I understand thing. right. Uh-huh. And so they actually had Little Sister come in later and sing backup on Fresh. So all those backup vocals, thankful and in time, and all the backups. Oh, She's singing on that. Heavy. And then also she actually um, has her own career with Little Sister. They have recordings that they did produced by Sly, which we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play. And we're also going to do some deep cuts. She was actually in a gospel group called Heavenly Tones before that from uh, high school. Wow. She was actually signed. Even before Sly and the Family Stone was signed, she was signed. She actually did the group, the tribute group. Remember Rusty was talking about when they went to the Grammys and stuff? Right. He was talking about the tribute group, Family Affair. And Vetstone is the leader. Uh, she said by default, she wound up being the leader by accident. We'll find out about that. Uh, she was the leader of Family Affair, the, the tribute group to mm. her brother Sly. Okay. Uh, so anyway, she's going to be here live in the studio, sitting right here where we're sitting, drinking tea and hanging out and talking. And I did a, little, a nice little pre-interview with her. Uh, so I know what we're going to talk about, and that's going to be our next episode. So you guys, check it out. A-C-E-D-O-U-T, Aced Out Podcast. And that's going to feature myself, Jay Stone, and we're going to talk to Vet Stone with shout-outs and thanks to B. Crit Freeman and Rusty Allen. What are we going to listen to now? What are we going to listen to now, Jay Stone? Now we got the new Funkonauts, Barack Wayne. Oh my gosh, Barack Wayne. I think I heard of that song. Funky, funky. What's the name funky. of the album? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. In other words, the Bible. Is the that bi- right? The Bible. Now, uh, the truth. I don't think I said, but our theme song is actually, that's the Funkonauts song as well that I play on called I Can Never Be. I asked Jay if we could use that as the theme song. That's one of my favorite songs. That's our brand new album coming out soon, Funkonauts. And uh, that's all. We got info on that on our website. How do I get a shirt, by the way? How do I get a Funkin' shirt? You just gave me a shirt for my present. Yeah. They How could, do I order they, one? They could order it through, uh, you know, message me on 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 Facebook Messenger under Funkin' and what have you. And, uh, you know, we do the PayPal thing. We'll get it out to you. Okay. There we go then. All right, man. So we're going to listen to a little bit of Barack Wayne. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Amuka Kelly, a.k.a. Sheila Brody, a.k.a. A Bride of Funkenstein. And we're going to keep rolling. (laughs) 